from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm Michelangelo for IG Boston. From our creative community directly to you. A conversation about creativity in the age of social media. This is the direct message. If you're a photographer from Boston, it's unlikely you'll find a more helpful, creative person than Oscar Alvarez. An IG Boston member since December 2013, Oscar discovered photography shortly after he moved to Boston. Oscar mainly credits his talent in photography to the advice he received from the local creatives when he was first starting out. To show his gratitude, Oscar is quick to help other Boston photographers with encouragement and sound advice. This personality trait has made Oscar one of the most visible and talented members of the Boston photography scene. For this episode of the Direct Message podcast, we talk with Oscar about his background, photography techniques, and his aspirations with his current work. So let's get to it. All right, Oscar, so tell us about yourself. Long story short, uh-huh. um, I was born in El Salvador. Then I uh, moved to the U.S. when I was uh, 18. Uh-huh. My home state looked at it was Alaska. Uh, I joined the military and traveled a little bit to Asia. The reason why I'm here in the Boston area is because I, I got married and my wife's family is from here. So I'm here. Anything in particular about any of those places that struck you or kind of inspires you or you think about? I feel like moving from El Salvador, which is such a busy area. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's such a tiny country. Mm -hmm. It's literally the size of Massachusetts, but the population is like twice as big. So going from there to Alaska, it kind of made me like slow down, not kind of step back and see where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And then Boston now is like a medium of like the busyness and the calm. Yeah. Uh, you go to Boston and it's like super busy. Yeah. But then you go up north 30 minutes and you can be in the mountains. Yeah. So this is, is the happy medium here and um, I really love it here. How did that shape your photography, like living in Boston and kind of understanding how everything is here and whatnot? The one thing I love about Boston is that you have um, so many different aspects of um, photography, per se. Uh, If you're an architecture photographer, you can really look into like the old Boston, like, you know, Beacon Hill, the North End. Or if you want to look uh, like a super modern, you go like the business district and have like the Millennium Tower, Seaport especially, has like all these brand new buildings, different architecture and whatnot. And same with people. You have like places like Chinatown, like East Boston, Cambridge that represents so many cultures. And that right there, it allows you to like really push 
created boundaries. Yeah, I think last weekend I was with my daughter in the Seaport District. It's, it's changing so much. Like they're putting up all kind of new construction, new stores and whatnot. So, and then plus, you know, with the new towers they're putting up, you know, over by Boston, whatever, Back Bay. Um, I was think, even reading a report saying how they're basically planning for like, you know, a surge of new people to come in. So it just seems like we'll get more of that culture, more of that infrastructure to support that culture. And and that's one of the reasons why, uh, in terms of photography, um, Boston makes it so great. So you stand in front of the Sagan Bridge, you're yeah. going to take a picture. Yeah. You can be standing right next to me. Yeah. Your point of view is going to be completely different yeah. to my point of view. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Like, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's great to be around a lot of different creators and different uh, photographers who are interested in photography because then you get that you're able to kind of learn from each other and be able to understand how each other works within their own space and then take aspects from each other. Yeah, I feel like it's good to sit among photographers. What I used to do before is go into the uh, the Universal feed, yeah. you know, the... Yeah, yeah, the Explore page. The mainstream part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right, I'm going to look at this and just really look for inspiration. But what ended up happening to me is that I was getting into this mental block creative block because yeah. i was like how can i create something so amazing <laughs> at that point you're just trying to be someone else yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not really pushing what you can do what i focus is on on the technical part of it what you can do with the software that you have a lot of the pictures that are the amazing pictures that are out there right now a lot of them are not used with super high equipment yeah you yeah, know yeah it's used with you it's with your phone but it's yeah. just truly grabbing it from what your perspective is and your point of view and your creative process when it comes to like putting that picture together so just getting there is the hardest yeah, part yeah you gotta learn the tricks and it's hard right. for you to understand the techniques without talking to someone and, and having them explain it exactly. to you because it's hard to kind of guess just by looking at an image like okay what did they do here so right. you know it's always good to kind of you know meet up with people and kind of learn their techniques and whatnot so um, so speaking of which, like, how did you get into photography in the first place with your travels or whatnot? At what point in your life did you decide to start doing photography? So it was more of like an aesthetic thing. Like when I started doing photography, I was using my phone. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that happened to you, but I feel like for me, it happened with nature. Mm -hmm. Like you started taking a good picture of a flower <laughs> and then like a bee. Yeah. Um, like, you know, eating out of a flower, like just a basic unedited picture. Yeah. I mean, you see some amazing pictures out there of flowers yeah, and these, yeah. but I feel like I needed to follow people that I was doing the same thing. So, yeah. and I just noticed how the quality of my pictures was really not up to part to what other people was posting. At that point, I wanted to have a better camera. So I got a Sony A5000, okay. amazing camera. <laughs> it allowed me to really push myself mm -hmm to get a better shot mm -hmm. and to come out with something better. What abilities or what kind of aspects of the camera made you feel like, okay, I can use this to push myself? So the very first thing was the resolution of the pictures. If you apply a filter to a, an iPhone picture, the quality was horrible. Yeah. And if you apply an effect to a DSLR picture, then that still looks good. Then I invested in Lightroom. And then I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until I was getting a more cleaner picture. So now I ran into having things in my picture that I didn't want to have, <laughs> like hydrants yeah. right next to my subject. Yeah. Or there was a, a plane going by, but I don't want to have that plane in my yeah. picture. Or there was a weird cloud formation on the top. So yeah. 
I invested in Photoshop. Okay. <laughs> so now, um, like, if you see my pictures in my feed, uh, so now you're changing the cloud shapes and all that. If I that. show you the original <laughs> pictures, I mean, I feel like that would be kind of cool. Yeah. And I always thought about doing that, like putting the uh, the before and after, the before and after. Yeah. But that kind of takes away from me of the creative part because when you like put it in a complete different perspective right yeah. if you're a songwriter you're not gonna show I, I hear you. where I, you I, come I know, from I know exactly where you, you come from you wanna show yeah. your final product yeah, yeah make people imagine how did you do this yeah the question is more important mm-hmm. than the answer cause right I, so I so I kept pushing myself you know with Lightroom Photoshop then I started upgrading cameras mm-hmm. and again equipment is not everything yeah and I feel like these days um you have an iPhone, you can do amazing things yeah. just with your iPhone. But if you think about it, back in the day, mm-hmm. you had an iPhone, but the picture wasn't as great as a DSLR. Yeah. So the only reason why equipment doesn't matter is because technology comes so far yeah. that it really doesn't anymore. Yeah. So the only factor that is really making a difference is how creative you are. Your perspective, your view, and what's the final message that you want people to see. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I wanted to be impacted not only for whether the beauty, but I, at the same time, I wanted them to wonder at what point you took the picture, or did you stage it, or you know, did you add something? And uh, so for me, it's like a, it's truly an art piece yeah. if you think about it. I try not to get focused on engagement because I feel like that is ruining a lot of artists. Pictures that used to get a thousand likes, yeah. two thousand likes, four thousand yeah. likes. Now they only get like two hundred. Yeah. I like, try to block that part of the picture. Yeah, it's hard though. I it's mean, hard. The game is the game, you know. So. It is in terms of Instagram is a business. Yeah. Oh, Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, it is. And there's no other platform that is actually allowing you to be creative and be free. Yeah. Exactly. So, like I said, at the end of the day, I just want to make an impact, kind of spice up their. <laughs> the evening of the night or whatever and just make them wonder about that picture so is that your goal when you post a picture like you kind of want to make it more of a question like how do you think i made this picture like what are you thinking about when you try to post a photo i want the picture to stand out Mm -hmm. how do you want it to stand out when i do cityscape and landscape Mm -hmm. i wanted to send out in color and in perspective Mm -hmm. one of the things i'm really crazy about is um how the subject is presented in the picture mm. so if it's a building i want it to be center mm. that's the thing of mine <laughs> um and is it all we put in practice a rule of thirds yeah, yeah. all right so it's either center or it's exactly on the <laughs> on that second line in your grid right yeah. and if it's a person it's the same way so if it's uh cityscape and landscape i want the colors to stand out and really make an impact so when you're scrolling it makes you stop. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal in terms of cityscape and landscape. For portraits, it's emotion. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm still working on it. Yeah. I feel like I'm learning from other photographers in terms of how to squeeze that emotion from people mm-hmm. and at the same time, you know, make them feel comfortable. Yeah. Ice for me is one of the things that said a lot about people like if you're talking to someone are they looking at you and paying attention yeah. or are they enjoying something else so yeah. i focus a lot of eyes yeah and if you look at all my portraits 
None of my portraits have smiles. <laughs> so I invite you to so go that, back. That's an intentional decision? It's an intentional decision. <laughs> and I want you to go back uh, and look so, at all so, my portraits. So what's now, that about? So what's the, what's the no smile rule about? Because when you're by yourself, are you smiling? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not talking about. If you're by yourself, you're not smiling. All right. Unless, Unless you. Well. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're reading a newspaper, yeah, yeah, a magazine, yeah. you're watching TV. Yeah. That's a That's a like a yeah. a third thing going yeah, on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're walking and you're just literally being you. Yeah. You're not smiling, yeah. so I, I'm capturing the really. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's a good, good way so, to look at it. So, and I always said to my models, it's like no smiles. <laughs> and that's one of the things I want my models to be serious, reflect the real emotion of the moment, mm. and then I want cityscape and landscapes to really have a pop. What inspires you to shoot? Do you like have a a vision when you go outside? Like I want to shoot this type of thing. Like are you the type of person that just stops and shoots when you see something, or do you plan out your day to make that happen? It's funny you say that because um, I invested in another piece of software <laughs> <laughs> that uh, enhanced my ability to um, create better portraits. Okay. When I go out, I have a specific shot that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So I always say to my to myself, today I'm looking for just you know close-ups of people, uh, or today I'm actually going out just to capture you know airplanes going on top of buildings yeah. or you know i want to capture someone crossing you know the road or the sidewalk and i want to have like a 300 millimeter lens that capture from far away mm -hmm. so i always have a plan mm -hmm. per se okay. and i don't plan specifically how the shot's gonna go because that's unpredictable yeah yeah of course um but i do have an idea where i want to get I want to have a lot of different things in my feed okay. and I'm struggling with having cohesive theme. I either post on threes or one portrait, one landscape or cityscape, but I'm trying to stay consistent. So if I feel like I need more portraits, I'll go out and just search for portraits. If I feel like I'm lacking on cityscape and landscapes, I'm going to mainly go out to do that. I never mix the two of them because <laughs> i feel like i get distracted okay. so if i know i'm going to a portrait me uh -huh. i'm gonna specifically shoot portraits and even though i'm sitting in front of the wharf the boston harbor yeah. i don't take advantage of the fact that i'm there okay. i just focus on one specific part of the craft so what are your thoughts regarding how you're curating the feed because you had mentioned that you try to shoot stuff in threes or post in threes so do you have any other thoughts or any other considerations you take when you're kind of posting things on the feed like this should go first it should go second like where do you kind of fall there i try to keep a specific theme when it comes to colors mm -hmm. my feed is full of warm tones and that's intentional it is intentional, okay. yeah. And how so? For me, I feel like it's more appealing. My eye adjusted to have a warm tone type of shot, and I try to stick with it. And I feel like that that's what makes it more cohesive across the board. Like even with my portraits, mm -hmm. I try to have the same warm tone softness to it. I try to do a lot of HDR stuff. I mean, you were doing that a while back, like earlier on, yeah. a few years ago. And I feel like it worked a lot for like street photography because that enhances the uh, yeah. the vibe. Yeah. But at the same time, I was looking for something more clean. So 
I just try to stay consistent when it comes to tones. I want people to recognize my work based on how I edit. I do like some color here and there once yeah. in a while, but when I post in threes, I do follow that pattern. If I had to break away from it, I'll make sure that I do portrait, cityscape, portrait, cityscape. Um, and then go back to trees. So I know you were doing black and white for a while. So what was that about? So I feel like I needed to truly connect to the term of photography. And I feel like black and white does that to you. Yeah. Color actually is an aid to your photography. Yeah. If you have a, a sunset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta have color, right? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So, so what if you take that color away? Where's your shot now, yeah. right? So the black and white allow me to look for that emotion. Like it allow me to actually get closer to people. Mm. And I try to aggressively capture the moment that was happening. I was shooting a lot of black and white in Chinatown. Mm. There was a lot of, of everything there. The light was perfect. The lighting in that place is phenomenal. Yeah. Because you have so many mixtures of light coming from everywhere, yeah. even from the basement. Yeah. <laughs> and that allows me to do um, black and white photography. And I love it. I definitely miss the color part of it, so I went back. I have so much film, black and white, yeah. that I love. And the reason why I didn't post this is because I, I feel like that's not what people want to see. And because I love the craft photography. Yeah. I keep it to myself for my own enjoyment. So that was more for like a learning technique for you to kind of more understand the techniques and the tenets of photography. In terms of trying to find the emotion and the action of the moment. So do you feel like you've adapted those techniques into your color shots now? Like the aggressive, let me find that shot. Absolutely. How can I take away from black and white and put it into color without losing the emotion? So. I feel like that helped me to search deeper when I take photos now. Okay, okay, that's, like, that's cool. So what about your photo editing process? Do you have any particular philosophy behind how you edit your photos specifically? <laughs> so that also came a long way. <laughs> um, yeah, I know you had some few techniques you know, <laughs> that you've tried over the years. So obviously in the beginning, it was just iPhone editing. Yeah. It's strictly done on Instagram, yeah. <laughs> all the filters. Yeah. And to this day, yeah. okay, that I used the that magic wong <laughs> at the very end. Yeah. At five percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, my pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that right? too. Yeah. Because it adds a little bit more character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but today, long story short, I go out, take my pictures, come back home, I load it into the hard drive before I lose them, before yeah. I do anything stupid. I only shoot raw. I don't shoot JPEG. And then from there either uh, start on Lightroom or Photoshop and Portrait Pro Studio okay. 18. Okay. Nice, nice. <laughs> so my biggest thing is getting rid of all the trash. If a parking lot was missing a line, yeah. I make the line. <laughs> so it's like missing like the white separator you add it. It just aesthetically looks better. <laughs> I get rid of unwanted flying objects. Yeah. I edit from raw. Photoshop is the first process. I clean out the shot as much as I can. I give a form as much as I can. Um, when it comes to skin, I do a lot of frequency separation there. Then uh, from there, I move into Lightroom to do the, all the color editing process. Um, I do use my own presets. Okay. I used to buy presets a lot, but then I end oh, really? up finding myself and not really having my own unique touch so i created my own 
I have about 45 of them okay. for each different situation. Yeah. For day, for night, for overcast, for sunny days and stuff like that. And then uh, from there, from Lightroom, I download and then post. Nice. So anyway, how long does that typically take for you? I would say about 30 minutes okay. to if it's going to go on Instagram. How do you try to learn techniques or themes to use in your photography work? I know you had mentioned, you know, you purchased presets before, you've kind of looked at other people's work in the feed and explore page, or you try to work with other people, but do you have any of the steps that you take to kind of figure out what new, what new things to do? Well, with the presets, I dissected every single preset mm. to see how they actually did it. Nice. You know, people always talking about curves and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. I didn't really understand them to yeah, actually do it. Yeah. So then uh, what I started doing with the presets is that I resetted it. <laughs> so I will go into the preset and then let's say that the curve was, you know, an S on the reds. So I would reset that curve and I will see what the change was and okay. then bring it back. So that was part of the process of learning. And then obviously being with other photographers is the biggest part. Yeah. A lot of the people that I, that I started shooting with here in Boston, like Brian, yeah. um, BX, I don't yeah. know if you remember Yeah, him. yeah, Bino, yeah. Bino, yeah, Bino yeah, uh, yeah. Mike, Honor you read him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was like the, from day one, that was the yeah. first meet that I went to. Yeah, BX taught me some techniques too. So. Yeah. Yeah, Bino taught me long exposures. You know, the first day that I was out there, we were doing long exposures under the second bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like those simple techniques that I learned that day, yeah. it really, they really grew up out to be for what I do right now. Yeah. So hanging out with other photographers, you really, really, really learn. You're only going to learn if you ask questions because yeah. hanging out yeah, 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 with them yeah, yeah. is not enough. Yeah. I feel like, you know, being with other photographers is huge. And then YouTube <laughs> is your best, <laughs> yeah. your best friend. Frequency separation is something yeah. that I learned from YouTube. And then there are other pieces of software that you use to enhance your photography like actions uh, for Lightroom and Photoshop that really, really help your photography. It's like that grain of salt in mm -hmm. your meal. Mm -hmm. Like your meal's already good, but it's yeah. missing something. Yeah. Sometimes you add a little bit of salt. So it's like that. Shooting with your photographers, your friend photographers, mm -hmm. learning how that one thing works into your photography. Do you consider yourself a photographer at this point? It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I do consider myself a photographer, but there are so many different types of photographer. Mm -hmm. In terms of wedding photography, I don't want to be the go-to person. Yeah. But I feel like when it comes to portraits mm -hmm. and cityscape, I am a photographer. Nice, nice. Do you see yourself taking other steps to kind of like go into wedding photography? Or do you feel like I'm going to stay in my lane to be a portrait and street photographer? I feel like I want to grow more into portrait and fashion photography. Okay, fashion. I definitely want to become more editorial. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm definitely not there yet. <laughs> uh, so what what inspires that? Like, what inspired you to go into, like, fashion photography specifically? Because you're focusing on one person, and you're going to do your own take. Okay. You're not bounded to do what the client wants. Yeah. You're sort of hired because you have a unique view okay. and they respect that view of yours. And I feel like as a fashion photographer and a portrait photographer, they're going to look for you because they know what you do. Mm. Do you consider those two things different? Because it seems like you're putting them in separate categories. Yes. Fashion photography, even though stage, you kind of 
have your own take on it. Uh-huh. Like whether you're dressing them up or makeup or location, uh-huh. you kind of set the pace. Okay. With the portrait photography, it's more personal yeah. for me. Now you're really molding this piece of clay the way you want it to, to look. So you're not, again, bounded by the model to show what you want to show. Like with the portrait photography, especially in, in black and white, it's even so personal and so deep in emotion yeah. that that's what I want to do. I read something about photography, like basically saying that it's hard to make a person look good in a photograph. You know, when we see pictures of ourselves, we tend to be very particular because, oh, you know, I didn't like the way this looks. I didn't like the way that looked. And we think it's just us, but that's really is like the truth of the matter. Like if the person feel they didn't look good in the photo, then they didn't look good in the photo. So yeah. it's really like an art form to make sure that person looks good. And that's what I say to people all the time that I'm photographing, like, just it may sound cliche but just be yourself yeah don't force a smile yeah breathe in <laughs> breathe out yeah. and then i'll take the picture nice and then uh the more natural you are i feel like the better <clears throat> capture i'm gonna have yeah. not force period yeah, yeah. Uh, so the more natural the picture i feel like the better result do you have any techniques or tricks to use to make people more comfortable or try to get people in that natural state I feel like it's it's critical to establish some sort of connection. Making that person feel beautiful is also one of the keys for you to get a good shot. I feel like that person needs to know that you as a photographer think that that person is beautiful. That's going to make a huge impact in your picture. The reason why I'm taking a picture of you is because I find you interesting. Yeah. That model needs to know that from you as a photographer. Mm. You know, put it in the perspective that we put it earlier. Um, if you're a songwriter or yeah. an artist, a singer, yeah. they're going to hire you. You don't know who you're going to have as a crowd, right? Yeah, 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 Do you yeah. still want to make that party <laughs> pop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to make the best you can to establish that relationship with the crowd. Yeah. So it's the same exact thing. You as a photographer want to break that barrier so you can get to the model and, and produce something good. Do you see yourself kind of going... Uh, in that direction like far as more portrait photography or whatnot or still towards more like street stuff so <laughs> that's an interesting question because it's funny that you asked it because i i love the engagement who doesn't yeah yeah if you say that you don't care about that you're lying <laughs> <laughs> because you do want to see more likes come in yeah, and more comments come in yeah. and i feel like that fuels your fire within yeah, yeah, to yeah, keep yeah, doing yeah, what yeah, you're doing yeah, but I want to do more portraits than cityscape and landscapes. Mm. So when I post a portrait, my average <laughs> likes is like between 100 to 500, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I do cityscapes, I'm like averaging 500 yeah. to 1,000. But I don't want to stop doing cityscape and landscape because I think I still have the eye for that. Mm-hmm. But I do want to do portraits. So at this point, I want to do cityscape portraits and fashion talk. So basically, at some point in the future, you see yourself making a hard switch into exclusively portraits. Eventually. Okay, okay. Talk to me about your general experiences working with the Wingland photographers. You've kind of been a part of all the communities. I wanted to kind of get your thoughts about how being a part of all these different groups changed your outlook on photography. I feel like I belong to the Boston community in general. Mm-hmm. I picked up photography when I was here for the first time, so mm-hmm. I really don't know any other market per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been shooting other places with other photographers, mm-hmm. uh, but like especially here in Boston, I feel like everyone's eager to learn. You know, we're all students. Yeah. 
I never felt so welcomed by people mm -hmm. in this community than any other place. Me being a Latino, I feel like when I was a teenager, I had such a hard time trying to fit in, especially in Alaska. Um, I can imagine. Because I, I want to say that one out of 100, uh, it was Latino, <laughs> and then the rest of them were either you know African-American or white. They were African-Americans in Alaska? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I learned a lot. <laughs> and so I felt like really out of tune and out of sync. First of all, I was learning the language. Mm -hmm. I knew zero English. Yeah. So I felt so out of place all the time. Mm -hmm. So when I moved here, the one thing that struck me really fast is the diversity of people. It was just like an instant click. I loved it from day one. So many amazing things that this place gave me. My two kids, yeah. you know, my wife's family is from here. I finished the military here. So going back to your question, yeah. uh, when people was asking me for questions about photography, I like to put myself in their position every single time. Yeah. If right now, I get a DM with someone that is nearby mm -hmm. that wants to go shoot. I will completely consider it <laughs> and just go shoot. Yeah. That's just who I am. It really doesn't matter who this person is. We have the one thing in common, which is photography. That for me already is a common ground. Mm -hmm. And that's all I need in order for me to make a connection with people. And that's what connects me to so many different hubs and crowds per se. You know, a lot of people's they have the common ground photography, but I feel like they also use like an additional filter, like saying, okay, well, I'm a portrait photographer, so I'm only rock with the portrait photography crowd, or I'm a black and white photographer, so I'm only gonna, you know, work with black and white photography people. So seeing that dynamic in play, you know, it's, it's kind of prevented, I think all of us to some degree to kind of connect with people. So I think it's, um, helpful to kind of be more open and be more engaging and say you know even though you don't use the kind of photography i do that i still want to kind of learn from you i still feel like i can gain something from shooting with you at some point so we should do more of that and there should be more of that out there so yeah i feel like we need to take advantage of each other in a positive way yeah like and not just in the sense of photography, but like community, engaging with other people yeah. and like really including those that are just coming in. That is what make this specifically Boston community so special. Yeah. And like I said, I've been to other communities that you don't get that vibe. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of photographers that come here from other places that yeah. like they put the word, hey, I'm going to be in Boston. Yeah. And they get crowded, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of communities outside of Boston don't have that. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we need to exploit it. Yeah, yeah. Boston is unique with that energy. Like, you know, we there's so much diversity in the location. And I mean, you know, Back Bay, that's close to Boston Common, which is close to Beacon Hill, which is close to North End. Like, there's so many cool locations to go shoot, and they're just within walking distance. So it's just easy enough to kind of grab a few people and say, hey, let's go shoot for like an hour. And you can actually have an engaging time because you have so much different variety to shoot. And then from that time, you're kind of building and working with each other. So, And I feel like uh, big hubs like, you know, Aji Boston, they have some sort of obligation to keep that going. Yo, yeah, like, um, I mean, the membership is something that I really love. Yeah. 
because you gotta have uh you know you go in with the picture yeah 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 that really pushes you <laughs> you know yeah to to just to be a part of it i feel like sometimes it gets confused like oh it's yeah. something special yeah, yeah 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 i mean it is but uh it's not, it's not in the sense that people is looking at it yeah i feel like yeah. it's just really pushing you as an artist to yeah. come out with something that you love i feel like at the end of the day um hubs and photographers need to really maintain that relationship mm-hmm. in order to keep the community going yeah. or eventually will disappear yeah no i hear you man like you know that's kind of one of the main issue that we've been trying to solve like this whole how do we kind of help the community understand like our point of view we see you doing this type of photography but try this to see how can you express yourself or how can you still be you doing something that you don't typically do and i i, I like the fact that you guys have the special hashtags for- yeah the hoods, the yeah. portraits, travel. I feel like that's great. Even though they're not taking a picture of Boston, yeah. they're still members of the community. Yeah. So. How do we make people more comfortable in shooting something that won't get as much engagement in the feed? Maybe like a black and white portrait or a, you know, a landscape shot of, uh, you know, a random location out in the country somewhere. Like, how do we get people comfortable with taking that, knowing that you'll still get that support? So... That's why we've been trying those, you know, new hashtags and new ideas to kind of let people know as long as you remember, like we will do our best to support you being creative in your work. You know, with the members, like you have a lot of people who wouldn't get noticed on the big hubs if they didn't have an outlet, you know, so we try to keep that avenue yeah, open. And there's so many so many people out there that then don't know how to reach yeah. out to the hubs or the hubs can't even find them they don't use hashtags yeah yeah they don't believe yeah, them. yeah 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 exactly. and i don't blame them we're not doing a good enough job in communicating what it's about you know what i'm saying because yeah. like the local hashtags you know what i'm saying those are going to be the people that support you because they're going to be the ones looking for good neighborhood stuff and if those hubs are doing their job they'll search through all the hashtags and look for all the pictures to find those people but and what you're doing with those hashtags is that you're connecting people yeah and the community itself is just amazing yeah yeah and here you know it's not because i live here but i mean it's amazing to be surrounded by all these people that have such a crazy unique (laughs) eye yeah a regular uh, iPhone photographer with the DSLR photographer have a, such a unique perspective. They're both amazing, but you learn from both aspects. And I feel like those connections that you guys are creating are keeping this community rolling. Yeah. So well, thank you. It's- and I feel like it needs to be there so it doesn't go away. That's part of the motivation for me to do this. How do we kind of support artists? and how do we make them comfortable with kind of expressing themselves because Boston can kind of make some people feel like a big fish in a small pond, you know what I mean? Like, you know, once they get to a certain amount, they feel like, okay, I can't break out of this shell. I need to go somewhere else. And then they go somewhere else and then they don't get that support because then it's like, you know, a place like New York, it's much harder. It's industry driven. Yeah, yeah. Like you go to places like LA or New York, like you said. That's where everyone is. Yeah. But places like Boston yeah. cultivate all these amazing photographers, yeah. you know, yeah. that eventually leave. Because they feel like they have to leave because they feel like their photography won't get the attention it needs unless they leave. But, yeah. you know, one of our goals is like as a IG Boston team, like how do we make people feel like you can still succeed here? How can we still make you feel like you don't have to go to Toronto or Miami or L.A. to get that support that you want? It's a problem we need to solve as a creative community. We need to figure it out. And I'm just trying to do stuff like this to kind of keep things going, you know, keep the community 
kind of active. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, this yeah. is great. I feel like that's the biggest part right yeah, now. Yeah. Trying to, you know, stay connected. One of my friends, um, she was telling me how, oh, you know, the thing I don't like about Boston, you won't find something to do unless you're part of a group. You know, that's how she put it. Like in New York, you can just like walk down the street enter a club and already like you're good for the night but in boston it's like i don't know where to go unless like i'm part of some type of crew or organization so you know somebody yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so they can't get their foot in the door unless they know somebody so they have to kind of leave to find those connections because that's where the people are i'm glad that you brought that up pubs like you know ig boston and other hubs mm -hmm. i feel like they need to encourage photographers that are just starting yeah. to photographers that have been doing this for a while to connect. Yeah. Because I feel like, like you said, and it's so true that yeah. that story is like the epitome of what's <laughs> happening right now. And that's because it, this city is ever changing, not only with people, but the structure. Yeah. And yeah, the really. landscape of the space is yeah. changing 24-7. Yeah. You have students coming in, yeah. they go, young professionals coming in, next summer they're gone. Yeah. That needs to be pushed a little more. Yeah. Establish connections with young and veteran photographers. Yeah. I feel like that would be really good. Because yeah, nice. a lot of people feel like they can't approach you. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you have like, you know, the city changing, like, you know, like rooftops being closed off, like, you can't even go to a rooftop nowadays without getting kicked out in within five minutes. You know, yep. like no, that's that's another thing that is changing. Yeah, like um, they locked that down. It's so restricted nowadays yeah, that yeah. you're not allowed to push your boundaries as a creator. Yeah. That's part of the evolution too of yeah, Instagram, yeah. especially here in this city. Because mm -hmm. like in the big city, you have more places to go and be creative. Yeah, here you're bounded by the same yeah, exact things yeah, that you have all yeah, the time. So, I, I guess this is where you make creators my father always told me to when i enter a room uh to greet everyone okay whether you know them or not mm. okay and that's one of the things that i do all the time <laughs> when i go to meet yeah. i go say hi to everybody yeah that's what's up you know and i feel like that's necessary for me that's i feel like the first step to for them to know you yeah yeah so i do that all the time that's good well yeah we need more like icebreakers and that's one of the reasons why we don't do too many meets because the bigger they are the harder it is for people to kind of introduce themselves to each other you know you see power dynamics in play like you know the the group with the thirty thousand photographers each they'll be in one group you know and then the group that does black and white they'll be in like in another corner and then uh, the group that does like only portraits they'll be in another corner so like kind of stay in their little clicks <laughs> even in the meets you know so because it's not really like a good system to be like hey let's let's introduce each other to each other and have that so. there's no system yeah yeah right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like how do you kind of create that vibe so then people feel like they can go to a meet and be comfortable and kind of work with each other like a brand new person they just met or whatever like this is when we have the responsibility yeah yeah the people that has been here yeah a lot longer no. and i'm probably halfway of where you've been <laughs> yeah because uh, yeah. you guys have been here a uh, while now I know it's, it feels like it's been decades, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I feel like that's where where we need to be more uh, yeah. engaging with other people. Yeah, you know it's funny. My son told me this because uh -huh. he's on Instagram and mm -hmm. he follows me. Mm -hmm. He said, "Watch, I'm gonna post this portrait. I'm gonna get like 100 likes." Yeah. <laughs> My son told me something very wise. He goes, yeah. "When you first got your first 10k followers." Yeah. They said, what were you shooting? Yeah. I was shooting cityscape and landscape. So there you go. Yeah. 
they didn't sign up to yeah, see yeah. portraits. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. now, yeah, no, um, so you know, when Brian was here last time, one of the things he mentioned was that people follow you for a reason. So, yeah, you know, I think that's important to remember, like, know why they're following you, so that way you know how to cultivate them. And that's what I was saying about. I am not confident enough yet to break away from Cityscape and Landscape. Yeah. And that's why I created a second page. Yeah, yeah. But I found out that that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> because it was, first of all, it's such a high maintenance thing to do. It is, it and is, it is. It really is. It's just, you know, not enough hours in a day for me to manage two accounts. Really and is, to be super active like yeah. I am on my yeah. own. So I was like, this is not going to work. I still have that. <laughs> You know, I use that. I use the second page to do like experimental stuff. <laughs> I change it all the time and to see what is going to work. But I always end up in my own page, so I'm done doing that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, no, nah, I hear you, man. Like, <laughs> you, it's easy to underestimate like how much time it takes to cultivate an Instagram page. You know, people don't understand like it takes work. So managing two accounts like it's it's really rough. Like you really gotta be committed to doing that, and and most people aren't. So the biggest thing you can do is just focus on your page. Yeah. Focus on what you want to do. Um definitely take feedback yeah because it's important it is an audience so if you're posting on instagram and your profile is public yeah it's public because you want people to see it yeah yeah so if you get offended by a comment yeah there's someone saying that they didn't like the colors you need to take it yeah well for me it's kind of like well that's kind of part of our whole thing with ig boston right feedback and making people feel comfortable with constructive criticism because we're here to support them but instagram doesn't really create the atmosphere to make people comfortable in that we want to make people feel like tell us what you're really thinking tell us why you thought it was still why it was awesome so that way we can still learn from it even if you didn't like it like what didn't you like about it so that way you can incorporate that into you and it's as cliche this may sound but seriously being true to yourself being honest to the work that you do and what you personally like yeah. is what's going to bring attention to your page yeah just shoot what you love and what you really like yeah, yeah. if you don't love it don't post it yeah that's my best advice yeah because yeah. it's not going to go anywhere yeah but if you feel like that's the best picture you took and you love it, yeah. hit send. <laughs> and I bet you'll do well. Yeah, okay. That's a sound <laughs> advice. That's good. I like it. What are your thoughts regarding like how social media has affected the creative arts? It's tough. <laughs> because Instagram has a rating meter based on likes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So the more likes your pictures has, the, the better the picture it is, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Yeah, quote unquote. <laughs> So what I feel like Instagram is doing is pushing, is pushing artists to be even more creative what they are. Because mm-hmm. I've seen people come out of nowhere and just like explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. You know, me too. but that's because they bring in a unique perspective. There is a ton, ton of photographers that are on the Instagram page mm-hmm. that don't even make it to 5K. Yeah. Because they don't. First of all, they don't have the engagement with other people. They just post. They never either say a thank you or, you know, express some sort of, you know, gratitude. So Instagram, I feel like now that that your hashtags don't work the same way they do in the past, uh, like, you know, 
before Instagram was, you know, in order of appearance, like if you posted a picture at 7 p.m., you see it at 7 p.m. You see it at 7 p.m. and everyone's in it on Instagram is gonna yeah. see it at 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah. So that's how you used to get more likes. And so now, is on based on the algorithms, right? Yeah, yeah. Based on what they want to sell. Yeah. And because it's a business, yeah, right? Yeah. So I feel like, in a way, the only positive thing that I can see of this whole thing is that they're pushing you. To create something more wow yeah if that's what you're looking for because if you're just looking to share a picture of your dog <laughs> you know drinking coca-cola <laughs> then hit send and expect your family to look at it so you're gonna just get, your family yeah though. you're gonna get 17 <laughs> likes from your aunt and your grandmother and i hope that you're happy with yeah. it because i'm pretty sure that was your goal right but if you're looking to make a wow with other things yeah. work for it yeah. right mm -hmm. push yourself to for, you know for people to talk about your picture yeah. and that's the positive thing i see with social media is that yeah. now they're making you work harder yeah. for audience and engagement yeah. which is for me a positive thing yeah. but when i try to make a shot that is so elaborated that i think that it's going to do well it just doesn't yeah most of the good shots are either you know have some sort of photoshop trick or they have a very impact moment yeah. like something happening in the world yeah. you know something that's gonna reach people's hearts yeah. i really stopped caring about likes and comments just so i don't get affected creatively because yeah. if i focus on that i feel like I've, i get affected negatively like on the snap what i was doing it wasn't good enough so i stopped doing it so i don't want to do that yeah, yeah um and it's tough especially yes. with instagram because yeah. i feel like you you feel like you're not good enough all the time because mm -hmm. your picture didn't make it to 500 likes mm -hmm. or didn't make it to any hubs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like being, obviously always being uh, reposted on a big hub. Yeah. It's like, I've made it. It doesn't matter what hub it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I always feel grateful for having the opportunity to be reposted, you know, because I feel like I made an impact with that yeah. picture. Whether I get 10 likes or a thousand, I feel grateful the same way. Mm. And I want to continue to do what I feel like is right. Yeah. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. As long as I love it. That's totally fair. I like it. And what are your thoughts about like influences? Like, how do you feel like they matter into the current stratosphere things? A lot of Instagrammers had the opportunity to make a living out of that. So because it's now a job i respect it 100 percent. a lot of people feel like they once they make it to the top they forget about you mm -hmm. but i don't think that's that's truly the case sometimes yes a lot of the the fame per se gets to the head yeah, but yeah it does it's sort of inevitable because you're in a different circle not because you want to be in that circle sometimes it's because you have to yeah. because it's part of the job yeah. but uh, when it comes to influencers i feel like they're in a way necessary uh, they keep you grounded on where you want to be and where you aspire to be mm, if yeah. you're being reached out mm -hmm. to do this type of jobs that means that you're doing something right yeah. so keep doing that thing right i feel like doing work for free for companies that are so big it's wrong and it's very unethical for these companies and yeah. they take advantage of a lot of photographers in that way yeah, so if you're going to be an influencer make sure that you're getting paid yeah. to make it worth it <laughs> I see myself as part of the community as a friend. I don't promote any product. Mm -hmm. 
or but any, you've done like professional jobs for people right I've, I've done a lot of professional stuff for people but I, I mean I love to work with brands all yeah. the time it's hard for me to see myself as, as an influencer what part of your creative process have you struggled with the most I feel like the part that I've been struggling the most is in my creative process that mm-hmm. is stopping me from moving forward is time time yeah I feel like I don't shoot enough mm. and why don't you feel you shoot enough like what pre- what's preventing you from sh- work yeah. <laughs> I gotta pay the bills yeah. and uh, like we all do I feel like before um, it allowed me to have more time I had a schedule that was basically where I wanted to work I was going out more yeah. like shooting overnight yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but then I had more responsibilities at work so I stopped shooting and I feel like that also made me lose a lot of engagement because for a long time I didn't pose yeah, or yeah. I was not in your state of mind right? yeah exactly and uh i just wanted to you know shoot once in a while because i was either too tired or they didn't want to do it but now i feel like i'm starting to gain that confidence again to like come out and shoot more and i feel like that is the biggest thing you can do uh to affect your creative process uh not to shoot enough if you're gonna shoot once a month don't expect to have amazing shots once a month Uh, because out of the 1,000 shots that I take every time I go out (laughs) two two or three are going to come out the ones that I feel that are worth putting out the more you shoot the better results you're going to get and that's a fact Um, I see other photographers evolving so quick and that affects you um, because you get to a point that you say am I still good enough you know how can you prove that if you're not out there so that affects you and it slows you down big time like at some point when I you know when I was doing better than I am now (laughs) uh, and then the algorithm started to show up it was like you came to a complete hold so now what (laughs) so now I find myself with no content so (laughs) I was just struggling I was like man I need to go out this weekend I want to take some shots being in in a rush it didn't allow me to have creative stuff so I feel like even if you allow yourself 30 minutes of shooting don't just go out to the city literally go outside your house and go for a walk with your camera yeah guarantee you find something to take a picture of yeah you know like a stop sign a traffic light someone crossing the road an animal a flower an insect Uh, something happened in the sky you see yourself doing that like improvising like going out to your neighborhood or doing stuff like that i do that all the time and i feel like now that i'm out in my space I feel like, oh, what can I do if I was in Boston? Yeah. So that's when I open my creative, okay. you know, mind to other things. So now I have a plan. Mm. But I can only have that plan if I'm yeah. putting myself out there more. So um, not having enough time is definitely affecting me the most. Yeah. Uh, but I'm trying to get into that rhythm again. Hopefully get in the same rhythm I was before. And yeah, it really does affect you because, you know, you see other people growing, doing stuff and and they're learning and they've learned more. So you're like, damn, now I got to catch up to this person. So you're even more demotivated. You know, you feel more pressure and more challenged to kind of step your game up and all that. So it's easy for life to get in the way of, you know, your creative talent, especially something you're not getting paid to do. So. How do you maintain that balance of being consistent and keep it going? Because 
especially in you know in this line of work like i've seen all kind of people just come and go you know like people who came through you know they were smoking hot like you know featured every other month but then they just fall flat because something happened something changed and well they moved out yeah they moved you know yeah, what i mean or so many good ones you know and it's like and it's just life you know and and i'm pretty sure wherever they are they probably felt like man I used to be killing it, but you know, something happened, X, Y, Z. I feel like that all yeah. the time. It's like, oh, what happened to me? Yeah, but but uh, it's, that's it's, truly... It's life, man. That's truly what's happening, yeah. especially to me. Like, I don't go out anymore yeah, yeah. like I used to, yeah. but I'm trying to put myself out there. But things happen to all yeah. of us, like, who came to Instagram during that time frame, like, you know, 2013, 14, yeah. like, I think we all, at one point or another, is just in this like state of flux like because you've done all these shots you've been to all these places you've shot with all these people what now yeah what more like what more is out there like how can i motivate myself to shoot the same thing that i've been shooting all this time and that's another reason why people leave they feel they need new stimulation to kind of get that juice flowing but and boston is really a very confined area yeah 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 exactly there's not a lot of places to go <laughs> yeah now in the sense of because you want to be where people is, right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah. the only place around here where people is, yeah, is Boston. Yeah, right. Because yeah. you go to, yeah, you go to Providence, and then uh, there's like not much to do, and it's yeah. almost like there's no people. Every time I go to Providence, it's like on a Saturday or Sunday, right? <laughs> and then you walk around the Capitol, yeah. it's like nobody there. <laughs> I'm like, so yeah, and then I, you go I, back to Boston, <laughs> and it's so crowded yeah, all the time. Yeah, I used to live so, in Providence. But so. if you live like in New York, yeah, I mean, just yeah. the Manhattan area, yeah. it's like it's so enormous. easy. Yeah, it's so, so much to do, yeah. and then the bridges and the statues yeah, and the museums. It's, yeah, it's, it's just too easy. And then LA is the same thing. Yeah, along yeah. all the way from San Diego all yeah. the way to San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have so much going on, yeah. and that allows you to even be more creative in other senses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And here you're kind of bounded, so you have to make the best of it. And like yeah. you said, there's a lot of people that just go somewhere else. Yeah, this place is becoming so expensive. Yeah, rent, yeah. food. Yeah. This type of situations is pushing people out into yeah. other cities. Yeah and pushing people to actually work more yeah so now yeah. that free time that you had before is no longer there unless you're a student yeah. or a newcomer but i'm staying here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you got well you know obligations right okay what advice would you give to someone who wants to have a more appealing media presence like say I, I, i'm trying to get like where you are i'm trying to get my 10k followers like how do i how, what should i start what should i do the bigger things f for me in terms of like get into where I am right now is mm -hmm. to be consistent mm -hmm. and to fine tune yourself into something that you love and you like mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter what you like truly enjoy yeah. while you're taking picture of it just don't go out there and take a picture yeah. try to get an emotion out of it or yeah. try to get a different perspective out of it mm -hmm. so instead of like the prudential building and say to yourself how can I find a more unique perspective of this shot and try to do it. So push yourself to be more creative than the other person, right? So staying consistent, fine-tuning yourself into an editing style and like post regularly, it's gonna get you out there. And the reason why is because you're gonna be more visible. You are pushing yourself to create better content in the sense of not only perspective-wise, but editing too. And really, Engage with other people, which is the key. Yeah. Um, 
try to go into the the people that likes your picture and then sort of critique their work yeah. not be mean about it yeah. i'm just saying <laughs> hey i really like this photo yeah, yeah, or yeah. Oh, i was there before i really yeah, love yeah. this place yeah, oh yeah, you know yeah. i took a shot similar to this one i love it i love your perspective so engage create a connection with those people so yeah. consistency you know work on your editing style and engagement is the key there's no other way <laughs> there's really no other way yeah. when i don't post something for a week <laughs> i lose like 50 to 100 followers yeah i yeah. gain those back the next week by engaging <laughs> but that's yeah. because i don't post regularly yeah you know yeah. but no, i feel like I hear you. I hear staying consistent and you. always bringing something out there yeah. um it's it's definitely gonna get you out there i think comments play into how the algorithm works too like you know that's why you see some people even if they don't like like a photo they'll comment anyway so if you're a person that comments on other people's photos that show support like yeah. somehow it, it makes you more visible in the feed so it does because that that's how you get more people revolving yeah around you yeah exactly and business wise instagram likes that yeah i mean that is if that's what you're looking for yeah if you're looking to have more likes and more yeah. followers then yeah. that's what you have to but, do. i mean even as i think you know just being a good neighbor like that's what you do like to exactly. show support you know what i mean yeah. kind of hey i like this shot or this one was dope or you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, you know, I really like your work. Keep going. Like, yeah, just being honest. Yeah. Like, you know, being honest. Just don't say, oh, this is a cool picture. Yeah, just because. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Of like, course. literally look for a good yeah. picture that you yeah. can talk about. Yeah, or yeah. just, you know, like or, you said, or like, find oh, some common ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I was at this place before. Like, you know, yeah. so, because it's social media, right? Like, the social aspect, people forget a lot. I mean, we're all on there because we want to, like, be social. You know, we want to yeah. meet people. We want to learn from different people, see different experiences. So, you know, part of that is being comfortable with, you know, offering your your feedback and, and just being part of the conversation people are having. Do you have any future goals with your photography? Just, uh, you know, I just want to be able to not think about it when I take a picture. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be that photographer that goes out there, grabs the camera and is snapping away and just grabbing a good picture without thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I just want to become more of a natural photographer. Mm -hmm. um, and what does natural mean to you? Natural means to me that I, I'm not waiting 10 hours <laughs> at an alley for someone to walk by. <laughs> so just really, I want to be more of a candid photographer. Oh, yeah. And break away from that, not be so timid yeah. and be more aggressive when I can take a good picture and understand lighting a little more so I can project something better. I definitely want to focus myself in the future and do more uh, portrait photography. Eventually be a fashion photographer uh, for a magazine or any editorial outlet out there. That's my future goal. And um, how have you have you been working with like the local model photography scene? How's that? I've been? been working with a lot of photographers and models. Um, it is a really tough market because there's a lot of good people out there. But I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out myself how can I be more unique and how can I bring my own take on it. And I'm trying to be more strict in terms of my editing and my point of view. And what do you mean strict? Like, like be more... Uh, so when I'm taking the shots, mm -hmm. I want to be more conscious of what's happening mm -hmm. to the model's face or the elements. Yeah, more observant. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that I was like, oh man, why didn't I See that, right? put her yeah. in a... 
just two feet back so yeah. the light was sitting in her face <laughs> yeah. or the shadows yeah. you know so i, I want to be i want to be more creative in that sense yeah. um and i'm not there yet and i feel like i even though i love cityscape and landscape that's something i feel like i already passed yeah. that i i don't want to say graduated yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. i have yeah. a million things to learn <laughs> about it yeah but i feel like it's no longer appealing to me yeah, like like it used to be yeah. i still love it yeah. you know but i i feel like you know that connection that is there with the model is just special yeah, uh, every time it doesn't matter who it is i just want i just want to connect in a way that we can create something beautiful something different and i'm working on it and like i said i want to take advantage of the elements and um, I also want to take advantage of you know exploring new ideas and new things that I can incorporate into my shots and eventually be noticed by somebody <laughs> yeah I know um, you know uh, I think Victoria had mentioned a while back that uh, you know it's people can look at Boston like the landscape of Boston like the you know the photography starter pack like you know <laughs> you kind of just doing that to start out until you figure out what you really want to do so I think it's natural to kind of say you know I've kind of I've, I've done enough of the landscapes so I want to see what else I can do so I think it's just you know a natural progression a natural metamorphosis of you know everyone's style like you know after a while you do that that you kind of discover like you know what am I really trying to say with my photography and my techniques and whatnot so so I think that's fair tell me about a picture that you really liked so tell me about like the situation and the process and, and how it all came together there was one picture I had a Leica camera it was a, a loner from the Leica store oh, okay. so they like let people play with them and mm -hmm. whatnot that specific camera had some special magic so <laughs> i feel like it wasn't so much of the hardware and yeah. the software of the yeah. camera it was more on my mind yeah like i feel like a better photographer when i had that <laughs> camera so why did you feel like he was a better photographer i don't know there was there was so the, these kids were playing uh soccer mm -hmm. uh in this park in low Presti in east boston mm -hmm. and you know it, there was that this special thing going on like the light was just right yeah. the the sun was setting yeah. um kids were playing in the actual soccer field yeah and there was one kid playing with the ball on the outside of the field yeah so this kid literally went across the light yeah and he was touching the ball yeah and that moment right there it was just <laughs> money yeah. i loved it uh, the editing on that picture was very, very minimal. Yeah. Uh, I was just got rid of some flares of light, yeah. uh, but it was just, I feel like that for me was the epitome of taking a good photo, yeah. a candid photo. Yeah. I didn't plan the shot. <laughs> I didn't know the kid. <laughs> I didn't know, like the timing was just perfect. It was, you know, the sun was setting mm -hmm. and the lab was just right. So if you go like into my feed, like maybe two years ago. Yeah, I think you submitted it for the gallery. If I oh remember. yes, exactly. Yeah. That was the guy. So that's one of the pictures that I really, really love, yeah. and involves a connection not only with the landscape in the city, but also the people that lives in the city, mm. and that for me, that being being able to merge um, the city where I live and the people that I, you know, I'm among with, mm. it was special. Nice, nice. And you took that with a Leica camera. Yep interesting well, that's pretty smooth it's special magic special talent thank you for being on the podcast you know i appreciate having you you know i mean you know you've been in the game for as long as i've been in it so 
you know it's great to kind of you know learn your techniques and kind of understand your philosophies behind photography and the community and you know i've always appreciated your work i think you do amazing Thank stuff you so, so much you've been a an integral part of ig boston community so just wanted to pay my respects and you know just appreciate having you here likewise i feel like what you guys is doing is great and uh you've been doing so much groundwork that i appreciate so much yeah, and thanks. uh I feel like that's very important, staying connected with us. Yeah. It's great. The support's always been there. I feel like we all feel the same, and uh, um, I'm grateful for every opportunity that I get to be part of the community, especially IG Boston, and um, thank you. I invite everyone, <laughs> if you want to shoot and you want to hit me up, hit the DM, <laughs> I'll come out with you anytime. Uh, you heard it right from Oscar, man. You know, so yeah, once again, thank you, and hopefully, we'll talk soon. Absolutely, right. thank you for having me. Right, no problem, peace. The Direct Message Podcast, Episode 4. Thank y'all for listening. It's all love as always. FYI's for y'all. First up, IG Boston Snapshot. We have installed a new photo exhibition at the BSA space in 290 Congress Street in Boston Seaport District. This exhibition displays photos taken from all over the world by our IG Boston members, with new galleries installed regularly to illustrate how social media inspires artists that contribute to it. This exhibition is free and open to the public, so you have plenty of chances to see it. Once again, IG Boston Snapshot, free permanent public exhibition at the BSA Space, 290 Congress Street in the Seaport District in Boston, Massachusetts. Hope y'all check that out. Secondly, IG Boston Creators. IG Boston will now be teaching photography and social media classes and workshops at Northeastern University starting this summer. If you're interested in learning or presenting, topics about photography or social media, we strongly encourage you to come to one of the classes. Visit the IG Boston website or sign up for the IG Boston newsletter to get more info. Shout out to the NU Pick for supporting us in this project. And do remember, tag IG Boston, IG Boston Hoods, IG Boston Travelers, and IG Boston Portraits on your pictures, and we'll look out for them. With that said, this is Michelangelo for IG Boston. Thank you once again for listening to the direct message.